welcome to the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I do hope that you find it useful and helpful. We release the Press Forward podcast each week, and we'd love it if you added us to your list of podcasts, the ones that you consume regularly. You can do this by subscribing to us on your favourite podcast player. This can be done by simply searching for WP and Up. Today, we're going to be talking to Kathy Zant. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about WP and Up, what we do, and how you can get involved. We're a registered charity with a mission to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Join more than 4,200 community members taking the next steps towards better mental health. Connect with our team to discover your best personal journey, build companionship, connect with professionals and develop skills to cope. You can find out more and become a member today for free at wpnup.org forward slash join. WP and Op deliver free to end user support. To provide tens of thousands of hours of support, we need your help. It costs more than a quarter of a million pounds annually to fund WP and Op. This is made possible by your donations. Please visit wpnop.org forward slash donate to ensure that we can continue to meet the needs of our community. We'd like to offer a shout out to some of our supporters, so automatic Get Dolly, Funnel Packs, Weeglot, Winning WP, WPMU Dev, and Yoast. We really do appreciate you helping us. If you'd like to share this message, please use this pre-written tweet. You can find it at bit.ly forward slash WP and up dash thanks. Thank you. So today we're speaking with Kathy Zant. Kathy has been working with WordPress for many years, in the days before WordPress had plugins. She's a very active member of the community, attending events and speaking at WordCamps. She currently works for WordFence, the popular WordPress security platform. Today we have a wide-ranging discussion touching on many aspects of Kathy's life. We talk about her history with WordPress how she got involved, and her relationship with the WordPress community. We also talk about her personal life, some of the decisions that she has made which affected her life. One which we focus upon is her choice to homeschool her children. This leads to a discussion about how WordCamps are encouraging children to become involved in practical, hands-on kids' camps. It's getting a new generation educated in the need for open source web solutions in the face of compelling competition from proprietary platforms. We also talk about a stressful time in Kathy's life and how this forced her to reevaluate the way that she approaches her work and life. She calls this a hacker mindset and it's about facing the challenges in a manageable way. She's been using this technique for many years now, and it's quite likely not the way that you approach tasks within your life, so there might be something of benefit here. And so, without further ado, here's Cathy Zant. 
Nathan. I am Kathy Zant. I work for WordFence. I'm director of marketing currently. I've been working for WordFence for about four years, but I have been using WordPress for well over a decade. I happened to be looking the other day at the WordPress.org repo, and I noticed that WordFence is one of the most popular plugins over there. It's on page one of the most popular plugins. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was a developer and I had, I think at the time, maybe 30 or 40 websites that I was taking care of for my husband's business, for family, for friends, for clients that I had had for years. And I used WordFence. And I was also homeschooling my daughter and son at the time. And they put out a call for people who could clean hacked websites. I saw that and I said, ooh, that sounds like fun. So I answered that call and they offered me a job. I started out working just part-time, about 20 hours a week, and then kind of got sucked in and now I'm director of marketing. There are other security plugins out there, but we have over 3 million installations that we're protecting. And I don't think there's anyone that does quite exactly what we do. We're solely committed to securing WordPress and that's all we do. I don't know if you heard it, but Kathy said that she had homeschooled her kids. I was curious about this and why she decided to do that. I'm guessing that it's quite a challenge to always come up with meaningful things to do to educate your own children. Well, I was living at the time in a very small town in Northern California, right on the Oregon-California border now called Mount Shasta. And Mount Shasta is a town of about 3,000 people. The schools didn't really fit with where my kids were, with my son, sort of his um, social needs, and with my daughter, who basically taught herself to read at age three, and they didn't know what to do with her. So I took it upon myself to kind of meet her where her educational needs were and homeschooled from there. The funny thing is I'd be cleaning a hacked site and she'd be sitting next to me and then I'd stop her what she was doing and say, would you like to play a game? This is called malware, not malware. So I'd show her PHP, like normal PHP code. And then I'd show her obfuscated PHP and, you know, just the patterns she was able to identify it. So I kind of made my work also educational for her. It was kind of fun. But no, she was interested because mom was interested in it. So both of my kids have been very interested and integral to parts of my career. And like my son also helped with WordCamp Phoenix this last weekend. He was the AV Wrangler. And my daughter, she's 11 now, and she was like, I want to come. I want to come to WordCamp. And so she came and sat in in sessions. And it was funny because she's sitting there with her phone taking pictures of slides <laughs> along with everyone else. That's one of the things I love about the WordPress community. You know, our communities in the world as a whole are kind of going through a lot of strain and stress and fracturing. But the WordPress community is still extremely strong and supportive. And I love showing my kids what that community is all about. It's kind of fun. There seems to be a lovely trend emerging in the larger of the word camps in which children are provided for. I don't mean that there's childcare. I mean that you can bring your children along to a kids camp and they can get their hands on a WordPress install and begin to see what it's capable of. This seems like such a wonderful endeavor. 
I think so too. And it's something that's really close to my heart. I mean, you and I, we've kind of grown up with understanding what the difference between Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all of these like siloed little applications or websites where content is being generated or, or posted. And, and we understand what the open web is all about, but our children are growing up in this world where TikTok or Instagram is what they know or Snapchat and they're in these siloed little places where they communicate with their friends and the community as a whole and they're not being shown on a larger scale what open source and owning your own content is all about. And so I love being able to show my kids that and it's something that I'm very passionate about, about getting that message out to the rest of the next generation, what open source means and the importance of owning your own content and being able to uh, explore with code and, and really understanding how and why the web is what it is. It occurs to me that these kids camps are great on so many levels. Not only do they allow parents who might not otherwise be able to attend to come to these camps, but it also serves a much deeper and more significant purpose. It allows children to come to an understanding that they are capable of having their own space on the internet, that crafting online content is possible for them and anyone else for that matter. In a sense, it's providing a foundation of young people who might be the people who keep the WordPress project going. Yes, exactly. And I think it's critical not only to WordPress, but it's critical to our societies as a whole to have open source and to have that democratization of publishing and to have the empowerment. I mean, like me, you, you probably go to WordCamps and you see those beginners who show up. I mean, at WordCamp Phoenix this last weekend, half of the audience, when they asked how many people are just new to WordPress, <laughs> half the audience raised their hand. And to see these beginners yeah, learn. You can do this. You can create your own website. You can extend it with plugins. You can secure it. You can build a business. You can build a new life for yourself and you own it. It's not something that's going to go away or that you have to pay, you know, exorbitant fees in order to have it on a certain platform. This is yours. And if you don't like your hosting provider, eventually you can move it. And if your business grows, you can grow it. And just that level of empowerment that WordPress gives people. I think our kids need to be able to see that too. And our societies as a whole need that as well, because when it, things are so siloed, you give up a piece of yourself, your freedom, your freedom of speech, your freedom of being able to be a change agent in the world. And I mean, that's one of the things that makes me so committed to WordPress is that anyone can publish. It's also kind of a, a problem sometimes. Oh my gosh, anyone can publish. But that freedom, that marketplace of ideas that is so important to a healthy society is something that WordPress brings to the world. Kathy raises a really good point about some of the many benefits of choosing to publish your content on an open source CMS like WordPress. You know that it's yours and you can do with it as you please. It's not going to be deleted upon the request of a platform. It's not going to be mined so that you can see adverts all over it. It's a little bit of a different approach. 
Yeah, I mean, I got into it because, well, I grew up, I'm older, and I started working on the internet in the 1990s, and I, I taught myself HTML, and I taught myself CSS, and I taught myself JavaScript, and I taught myself SQL, and started working in the Microsoft world with Active Server Pages and SQL Server and all of the stuff in the corporate world, and then they went to ASP.NET, and I'm like, okay, here we go. A company just made a decision that's changing my life. <laughs> and it, is this for the best? I don't know, but they made the decision and I have to either go along with it or fundamentally change what I'm doing. And I decided to move towards PHP and MySQL at that time because I didn't like this behemoth of a corporation being able to decide how I was going to build a site, a data-driven site. And I wanted to decide on my own. I mean, this was like in the days before PHP had to address a MySQL database on the command line. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? It was so painful. But, you know, the tools caught up and are far surpassed anything I, I had expected at this point. And then, you know, WordPress came along and I was just like, oh, and it's using the same database class I'm using and it's doing this. And it's just like, this makes sense. And it was so fundamental. And it was such a, a platform for being able to build a site and then extend it. And then, I mean, I started with WordPress before plugins were really even a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, very early. But I could see where it was going and that it was going to be much more extensible and that, you know, it was going to be a platform that could really be flexible with, you know, the needs of people who were using it. So that's kind of why I made the commitment to WordPress. Kathy and I got chatting next about the community that has grown up around WordPress. How it's full of nice people who seem to have something in common. I can never quite put my finger on what this is exactly, but I think that there is something special. When I was up in Mount Shasta, we moved to Phoenix in, gosh, it was um, middle of 2018, and it was like we could kind of see the writing on the wall up there. It's like all forested. And there were forest fires all the time. And we were like, it's just a matter of time before our neighborhood goes up in smoke, you know, and we just didn't want to stay for that. Even though I'd like desperately miss my forests, they kept me sane. But there was no WordPress community up there at all. And so we moved to Phoenix. It's like 118 outside. And I'm like, why the heck did I do this to myself? <laughs> why am I here? And so I made a decision one night. I saw that there was a meetup and it wasn't that far from my house. And so I decided to go and boom, it, my world here in Phoenix just kind of opened up and I was like, okay, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to write, well, they're looking for organizers for WordCamp Phoenix. Let me, let me go see what this is about. Let me see if I can learn anything um, that's helpful for the company. Let's try to make, <laughs> and then what, what I got in return so much more, obviously, you know, like the same type of experience that you were talking about. It's just, there are so many good people who are here. I think we're all, you know, we come from so many diverse backgrounds, you know, diverse belief systems, and everyone is so welcome. And no one is ostracized at all. It's just like this welcoming open community, because we share one thing in common. We're all here to help 
other people become more empowered, no matter what else is going on, you know, and every like word, you know, there's that hashtag WordPress drama, right? There's always some kind of drama in every community, because it's like we come together and there's family drama and there's, you know, we're all kind of like a big family. But we're here for the singular purpose of empowering as many people to take advantage of a platform that really changes lives. And when you can stay committed to that purpose of your why, why I'm here, why you're doing this, it makes all that other stuff kind of secondary because your purpose is there. At least you you have that, you know, you have that one thing you can hold on to, even if, you know, all the drama is trying to suck you down. Or if you have issues going on in your life, you can always go help another person. I went to an event in Tucson called Pressnomics. Yeah. And I had never been before. And Everybody was telling me, oh, yeah, it's the place where all of all of the plugin developers go and all of the people who are real influencers in WordPress go. And I'm like, OK, well, I should go check it out. And my company was like, yeah, go check it out. They paid for it. And I went and there was a lot of talk about issues in WordPress as a whole. You know, everybody's looking to make things better in WordPress as a whole. And there were a lot of people who, like me, had been using WordPress for a long time and a lot of people who had been in the community for a long time and a lot of like larger problems. And it kind of made me like sad. But then the very next weekend, I went to a WordCamp and I sat next to a woman who had never been to a WordCamp and had just started her blog and she was holding up this list of all of the sessions and she's pointing at one about Bash. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, no, you don't, you don't need to go to I was able, like, Bash isn't for you, I'm sorry, but here are all the things that are for you. And I was able to go through the whole schedule and help her pick out sessions. And I'm like, okay, I remember why I'm here. I will leave the heavy lifting of solving big problems to the people who want to do that. But I'm here for people who are just getting started and want to know what this can do for them. And I have my why. So we found out a little bit about Kathy and her relationship with the WordPress community. But this being the Press Forward podcast, we're always looking to delve a little deeper. When Kathy offered to come on the podcast, she mentioned that she'd had a variety of challenges in her life. So I thought that we could start there. What are some of the challenges that she's faced? Well, I was audited by the IRS. <laughs> When I met my husband, his business was sort of going meteoric, and I put a lot of energy and effort into helping support that business, and he made a ton of money, and we had our daughter, and I was in charge of all of the taxes and finances and everything and kind of running the operations of his business, and we get a letter that we're being audited by the IRS. His business was still pretty uh, successful at that time, but that was a bit of a trigger that, you know, I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what to do. Um, we had a lot of research that we had to do in order to figure out what to do about that. And I got through it. And I got through it by hacking myself out of an IRS audit, believe it or not. Um, had a lot of other things going on, you know. I mean, I was doing all of his social posts and writing blog posts and dealing with partners. And he had a partner that was writing a book and I 
helped edit a book from the 1970s that they republished. And I was sitting there like nursing my baby girl and editing an 80,000 word book at the same time and dealing with IRS audit and all of this stuff hitting all at once. And it was tremendously stressful. I had to confess to Kathy that I was not really all that sure what the IRS was. I suspected that it had something to do with business and finance, but not knowing what they were, I wasn't really able to understand how difficult an IRS audit might be. So what is the IRS? The Internal Revenue Service, it's the organization within the government to whom you send your tax forms and pay your taxes. And an audit, basically, they just say, we want to look at your books. We want to go over your finances and make sure that the return that you filed is accurate. And that, of course, the year that they chose was the one that had the most money coming in and the most money going out. So there were tons of transactions to go over. And I did hire someone to help me. But the event, just going through it, is just it levels your stress to a new level. Um, And when your stress levels go up, your ability to make decisions in your life and to deal with other things go way down. It's like you have... I think they said seven plus or minus two bits of information that your brain can handle at any given time. And when you're under stress, it like goes down exponentially, like you can deal with one thing at a time. And that's basically what I ended up having to do because I had not only that going on and having to do deal with the enrolled agent who was kind of representing us, like kind of like a lawyer would do and representing us with the IRS, um, having to deal with that and going through all of the books And then every other thing that, you know, life doesn't stop just because the IRS would like a word with you. (laughs) And I had to chunk down my ability to deal with. And of course, my husband was and I ended up having to be like this. I just have to make sure we get through this. I have to get it done. I have to keep everybody sane. I have to keep the kids okay that it doesn't affect them and try to help keep a business going at the same time because we still need to feed the family and all of this stuff happening. And I had to chunk things down to the point where I had to set aside time for myself. And I was lucky. I couldn't, I don't think I could have gone through it as well as I did if I wasn't living where I was in the forests of Northern California, go out into the forest and just be with the trees. And somehow (laughs) that, and then the beauty of the scenery around me, I'm like, at least I'm here. I'm here. I am still on this planet. I can still breathe. Look at this tree. This tree is not worried about an IRS audit. And you know what? This tree is going to be here a year from now and 10 years from now. And it's going to be okay. And I'm going to be here 10 years from now. And I'm going to be okay. I'll probably have different challenges then. And I would like anchor myself into sort of this timeline of where I was. I was okay before this event. I'm going to be okay after this event. And that means I'm okay now. And the fear and the worry are just all things of like, what ifs could happen. And so then I started like, the hacker mindset brings you into this place of seeing things differently. You know, it's the ability to look at a challenge in your, in your life and say, what is this trying to show me? What is it that I want in my life that's on the other side of this? And what can, 
how does this, um, even though this is not something I wanted or chose, it showed up on my path and it's here for a reason. And I am going to find the path of least resistance around this boulder and my path and find a way around it so that it doesn't stop me from being who I am. I'm not going to become like some angry person at the government that this is happening or I'm not going to go to war. (laughs) I'm just going to get through it. I'm going to get to the other side of it because there is another side. No matter what's going on, there's something on the other side of it. And through that whole process, I made decisions about myself and I taught myself, first of all, I have today. I have to get through this today. What are the requirements today? Okay, well, fix this month of accounting. That was wrong. So I have to go and fix this one month. I Can you do that in a day? Okay, I think I can do it in a day. And if not, I can do it today and tomorrow. I can fix that. Okay, then the big day when everybody's meeting and going over everything. Oh my gosh, that's just one day. That isn't the rest of my life. Sure, it's this big event, And I'm scared going up to it, but it's just one day. And there's another day after that. And then there's another day after that. And there's going to be a year after that. And so like putting this big, scary thing into sort of this perspective of minimizing it, that it's just one day, it's not the rest of my life. And oh my gosh, you know what? Maybe if I get beyond this, this is going to make a great story that I can help somebody else who goes through the same scary thing of being an entrepreneur and having, you know, the government (laughs) going over everything. Because in the United States, when somebody says IRS audit, it scares you. It's like, oh gosh, because it does take a, a great deal of time and energy to go through, but it's also, you know, they can decide, hey, this thing that you think is tax deductible actually isn't, you didn't pay, you know, and it ends up being fees and fines and yada, yada. Um, so it's a big scary thing, but the actual going through a big scary thing. It's kind of like, like if somebody told me in two months, I have to run a marathon. I'd be like, Oh God, I can't do that right now. But you know, what can you do? What can I do today? And you build yourself up into this place where then on the other side of running that marathon, you can say, I ran that marathon. I did that thing. I got through it. I survived it. I excelled beyond it. And now Look at all of the things I learned because of it. So I think, you know, we have so many different challenges in our life and those challenges are all there to help us kind of give meaning to who we are, to give some strength to who we are. You know, you look at, you know, the hackers of the world and the one example that I always use is uh, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. They were hackers in the 70s. You know, they would do phone freaking. You could play a tone into a analog phone system and get free long distance. And that was their way of like hacking the system. But that same hacker mindset, that playfulness led to a personal computer that changed the world. That ability to think differently, to think beyond what challenges exist in your life right now. I think it's something that's innate in all of us, but we sometimes lose it for various reasons. But I think each one of us is born with that ability to get beyond challenges. Because if we didn't, none of us would be able to walk right now. I'm much less pragmatic than Kathy is. I don't tend to have the capability to line all the tasks up and do them in order, one at a time. My process is much more messy and leads to quite a lot of confusion. I wondered if this orderliness 
was something that Cathy thought was innate, or perhaps it was something that she'd learned. I can take you back to the exact moment when it downloaded and I got it. It was the day that we got the letter from the IRS and I left the house. We lived on this this block that was like this one and a half mile loop and I'd walk it every single day with my dog and my neighbor's dogs and collect everybody's dogs and go for all these walks. And I'd do that every morning, but we got the letter and husband was like all, you know, freaking out and I was like starting to freak out and I just left the house and I walked and I walked to this point where I saw I could turn around and see Mount Shasta and I turned around and I looked at this 14,000 foot volcano um, that you could see from my neighborhood um, but you couldn't see from my house and I looked at it and this feeling of being okay that I'm okay that I'm here and that I'm going to get through this and that this volcano has gone off in the past and it's not going off now and Forest fires come through that area all the time, and they're not coming through right now. And it was just this sense that I felt of like, this is my challenge right now, and I'm going to get through this because that's what you do. There's disasters in the world all the time. I mean, look what's happening with, you know, like the coronavirus and everybody's freaking out right now. We are going to be okay as a people after all of this is done. We are going to be okay, you know, that there have been plagues in the past. There have been challenges to humanity over the course of time. There have been individual challenges. And in the grand scheme of things, I still have air to breathe. I've got the purest of purest water. I've got my family. I'm going to be okay. And it was like standing there and and being face to face with this mountain. And maybe there's, you know, people say that Mount Shasta is a very special place. Maybe I wouldn't have been okay if I was someone else, somewhere else or someone else. I don't know. I just got that scent that I was protected and that I was going to be okay and I needed to go through it for a reason and that I would be okay and stronger on the other side of it. That's my story right now, right, for today. But, I mean, I've had plenty of challenges in my life that would maybe horrify some people, maybe, and I've gotten through them all and I will continue to get through them all. And it's because I make decisions. And I don't know where that comes from. I mean, I I cried yesterday. I had found out something that disappointed me greatly, that someone that I dearly love acted without integrity, and it upset me greatly. I'm still kind of fresh and raw. It's not like I'm like walking through the world with sunshine and rainbows all the time. But like what happened yesterday, I I was dismayed and very upset that, that this had happened. I went for a walk this morning, as I as I always do. Well, I do have some mountains here, but not nothing like nothing like Shasta. I just realized, you know, that acting without integrity it says nothing about me. It means nothing. I don't have the right to feel anything about it. I can see what's going to happen. They're going to have a hard time because of this decision, and and I just hope that they go through that with grace get what they need to learn from it and that it's going to get better for them. And I just pray that that happens for them and just let that. And then I have to let it go. You know, I kind of just have to trust that there is a bigger planet play that I can see. You know, I think a lot of times this analogy has like really worked for me in the past when I've gotten like deep into like, oh, crap, what's happening? 
is this chessboard. Like we are all just pieces on this chessboard, but we can't see the game. You know, I can't see that a queen's going to get take the bishop on my team. I can't see it because I don't have that perspective. I'm in the game. I'm like soaking in it, right? But there's a part of us that is bigger. There's a part of us that is... It's that part that is not our monkey brain, that isn't thinking all the thoughts, that isn't feeling all the emotions, that part of us underneath all of it knows the game. It can see that higher level. It knows what's going to happen next, and it knows everything's always going to be okay because it's just a game. We're just playing this big game, but we think, oh my gosh, you know, like all of this because we're soaking so deeply in it, but it's it's just getting that perspective on every issue that shows up and not going into all of those emotions or those thoughts because those aren't us, right? And the grand scheme of things, that's not us. The, what the thoughts I have, the emotions I was feeling last night about this person, that's not me. The bigger part of me knows. It struck me that much of what Kathy is saying one might label as self-help. And what I mean by that is that it all seems to come from within her. She's able to generate the things that she needs to assist herself. Many of us have more of a requirement to get help from external sources, family, friends, colleagues, etc. You know, I do have family and friends, but nobody's going to understand all the nuances of my particular situation or my perspective like I do. So I feel very tasked with that it's my responsibility that my perspective is my responsibility. And I believe that I can change the outcome of any situation in my life by changing my perspective and changing changing my mindset about a particular situation. But, you know, I do talk to, you know, my husband is brilliant with this kind of stuff and, and he's a great resource. I talk to my mom who just, you know, just kind of lets me rant when I need to rant. But 99% of my therapy is in my own head. I do journal sometimes. I used to journal much more, but I don't like to write down my negative thoughts anymore because I don't want to give them any solidity because I know they're not necessarily true. They might be reflecting what I feel in that moment, but I know that they're not necessarily true. And if I don't want them to be true, I don't want to write them down. So I try not to until I get to a place where I can pivot in my own head towards thinking more positively about a situation. That can happen in a heartbeat. It can happen with a stop. It can happen, you know, just because I leave the house and I look up at the sky. It can happen at any moment in those moments of grace that show up and I don't know where they come from and I can't generate them on my own. I just know they happen. I wait until that happens and then I journal from that perspective because then I've got the perspective that I want to solidify. But when I'm deep into the, why did he do you know, all of the the lamenting, I don't want to write that down. Some days it doesn't work, but I think you have to create habits where you allow that grace to come in. I mean, I have a pretty strong, I wouldn't say like I'm a religious, but I have a pretty strong spiritual belief in a higher part of myself that I don't understand. You know, some people might call it God, some people might call it their higher self, or, but there's a part of us, could be your subconscious. I'm not sure, I don't know, you know, and I don't think humanity really knows, but I do know that there's something within me where that grace comes from. 
and I own it. It's mine. And every person has that grace within them. And it's just waiting for us to open up to it. So to be able to create some habits where you can get yourself out of the pattern of thinking that keeps you locked into one perspective. So going for walks every day for the last decade plus, I go for a walk in the morning, even if like this morning it was only 15 minutes, but I got out of the house, got a different perspective. Later today, (laughs) it's my birthday today, so I'm treating myself, I'm treating myself, I'm going to a sensory deprivation tank just to be alone with my positive thoughts and they better be there waiting for me. (laughs) But yeah, again, it's like really solitary, but I create habits and tools that I have in order to empower that thing within me that makes things better. Because I think it's within each and every one of us. And sure, you know, we could have a conversation and you might say something to me that triggers something within myself, but it's still coming out of me. And that might be, you know, what is it called? Solipsism that, you know, that philosophy that it's all just you anyway. (laughs) Um, And I've wondered, you know, if that's true or not, I don't know. But If you're listening to a story that someone is telling you, your reaction to it is solely yours and your reaction to it may change your mindset, may change your beliefs, may change your thoughts. Those beliefs and thoughts and attitudes and mindset that you have change the way you start to approach things. And that's that's where it's all starting. So conversations are good for that, but you still have to, I think, at least I do, have to take ownership of the tools and the habits that make me structured for being able to move forward in my life positively. I mean, I work for a great company, but sometimes it's like I'll run into situations where I'm not quite sure like, okay, this feels like a setback or this feels like not the direction I want to go. And something within me is like, well, what can I do? Even though I still have to do my job and this isn't the one thing that I want to do, what can I do that I do want to do that still serves the company? And every time I make those very personal decisions of I am passionate about this one thing, I'm going to do it and I'm not even going to tell anybody. It ends up being like really successful for me and really successful for the company. And they're like, oh my gosh, what have you done here? (laughs) You know, and it's like I pitched a talk to WordCamp US about the hacker mindset and I didn't talk to anybody at the company about what I was doing. I just knew this was something I wanted to talk about. It's something, mental health is something that's incredibly important to me. What can I do to to share that? That also, you know, it's still talking about hacking and security was like, you know, laced throughout the whole talk. So it still served my company, but it also served what I'm here to do. And I think finding those opportunities to dovetail what I'm passionate about and what feels right to me um, for a next step and what serves the company. And, you know, still obviously doing my job and everything, but it ends up creating more success for me and more success for the company too. And keeps me on purpose with what I'm doing and serving the WordPress community. My talk that I did at WordCamp US was entirely just where I wanted to be. I mean, I pulled from different resources, you know, different statistics. I mean, we, I talked about security too and why WordPress is the greatest place in the world for you to develop your hacker mindset because hackers are always after WordPress being the largest content management system out there. But my talk is up on YouTube. So there's a ton of resources there. I love the Waking Up course by Sam Harris because he takes you through so many different ways of really detaching 
detaching yourself from your emotions and your thoughts and attachments to like wanting an outcome to be a certain way and just like being who you really are. I love that. I've done, you know, Headspace and Calm and I've got a couple of other meditation apps. I mean, I lived in hippie central, so <laughs> all about the meditation and yoga and stuff like that. And yoga is really good because it. I sometimes don't have patience for it, but it's about taking that mindset of who you are deep inside of yourself and aligning that with your body and the movements. I really like the vinyasa flow yoga for that. So that really works for me. When I start getting worried about the future, that's my big problem. I'm a, I'm a worrier and I'm a problem solver and I'm a look for trends and, and capitalize on them type of person. And it's terrible, though. It can be torturous to, to think about the future so much. But I try to do visualizations because it's a lot more fun to visualize what you'd rather have to happen than to worry about what you don't want to have happen. So visualization has been a big part of it. And also getting sort of into like this hypnotic state and then writing put a blank piece of paper in front of me and say, for example, I want to create something and I want it to have a certain type of impact. I will write down that, that story of that happening as if it has already happened. So it'll be in past tense, but it'll be what I want to have happen in the future. <laughs> and that gets me out of my worry mode. One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about often enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person's already in your life, but they might not be. And that's what WPNOP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. So, if you are able to, please help us, so we can continue to support the WordPress community. You can donate at wpnop.org forward slash donate, or you can join us at wpnop.org forward slash join. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact. Please spread the word about this podcast, tell your friends, and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And remember that together we can hashtag press forward. Press forward.